0: Hey guys, I'm Marcella Barcelona and I get to be a part of One Voice Student Missions and I'm here today and I'm so honored to be here today, uh, but at the same time, I'm a bit nervous just to even be in front of you today uh, based on just what we are dealing with in our nation and in America as a whole. And, you know, before I got here this morning, I was just asking the Lord, like, what is it that is in his heart in this hour? And I I felt like the Lord just had me open up to the book of Jeremiah. And I, I feel like he wanted to speak of something that was a greater narrative, which is our eternal perspective in this hour. And so I just want to pray for us. I want to pray that the Holy Spirit would really be the one to speak to us this morning and that we would really be able to connect to the heart of God, that we would really be able to connect to the heart of Jesus, and that Holy Spirit would just ignite our hearts and awaken our hearts in this hour to be hopeful. So why don't we just bow our heads where you are and we're just going to pray. Father, we thank you so much that we are able to hear your voice God, we thank you that through your word, God, we see a picture and a glimpse of a narrative of eternal life with you. Jesus, we thank you that you give us, God, the sermon. You give us the ways. And so today we just say yes, God, to following you. We say yes, God, to just... Carrying your heart in this hour, Lord. Would you show us your heart? God, I just pray, even where you are this morning, if you just put your hand on your heart and just say, Jesus, give me your heart. I want your heart, Jesus. I want to carry your heart. I want to be a prophet of your heart. Would you give me your heart? I want to carry it in this hour. And so I just thank you, God. I thank you that you invite us into partnership and friendship with you this morning. I just pray, God, that we would be open and we would be willing to walk that way in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I, I'm I, I I don't even have words. Um, just with what our nation is facing, and you know, with the tragedy of of George Floyd, and just even thinking about the systems, and just so much that is going on, and all I could sit there and think of at times is what is my response or how can I respond in this hour? And I, and I just felt like, man, I feel like even my response is too weak my response is too dull like i'm i i'm not even connected to the severity of what we're going through and i and i feel like i'm really standing here on behalf of the pride and on behalf of the church of america and i just really want to say i'm so sorry like i'm really sorry that we've been dull I'm really sorry that we've grown numb in our hearts to the reality of what humanity is facing. And I I just want to start off with that. I feel like the Lord is really looking for those who are willing to really look at themselves right now and become vulnerable in the place where they're at, in their weakness, and see the places where they've fallen short (laughs) from the glory of God. And and me, as a, a Hispanic woman, who has seen things who has gone through things but it's not even about that it's how do I connect right now to my brothers and sisters who are grieving and who are in pain like I've just seen like wow like I'm still in lack of the spirit of the Lord to be able to connect that way and and I I just want to challenge you where you are if you would just Really become honest with yourself and with Jesus and begin to be vulnerable in the places of weakness because the Father loves weakness. I know it's so hard for us, so hard for me sometimes to embrace weakness, but the Father really loves weakness. You know, last week we spoke on love and the first commandment and we spoke on the Sermon on the Mount and I just really want to share like, you know, like you know, we, we see Jesus, and talk about the, the greatest prophet that ever walked the earth. The one that's standing right now at the right-hand side of the Father, interceding for the nations of the earth. And he, he was on the earth with disciples and on the Sermon of the Mount. He, he speaks of these beatitudes, and he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. And then he goes on to, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And I think about that, and I think, man, how am I in poverty of spirit? How much am I depending on the Lord right now? How much am I walking in self-reliance, and in independence, in individuality? And if I am, I don't want to walk that way. I want to walk fully dependent on the Father, because that is the kingdom. And then, how much am I really mourning? And I'm not just mourning my lack. And I'm not just mourning my, my, my flesh and my sin, but I'm able to mourn with those who mourn. And that's where I really saw myself this week. And I saw the reality of the dullness of my heart. And I really had to come to the Lord. And I, I just repented. And I said, Father, I'm so sorry that I've not been able to connect with your heart. And I've not been able to mourn with those who mourn. And at moments we feel like, I don't even know what to say. And I I just want to, I want to also invite you to say something. You don't have to say the right thing. You don't have to, you know, you can just simply say, I don't know what to say right now. And that's okay. But I'm going to create a space so that, you can be heard and I can hear you and I see you and I see your pain and I'm just going to be arms and feet and I'm just going to hold you and I'm just going to, I feel like that's what Jesus is really about. And so I'm, I'm looking here at the book of Jeremiah and this is really how I, how I felt. Jeremiah 1.5 says, And I felt like this was the Lord. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And then he says to the Lord, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I'm only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I'm only a youth. For to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. And then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Guys, we are living in a time of the word of the Lord. It's not, it's not about... It's, it's, it's really like I'm a woman. I know I've, I've walked through discrimination just because I'm a woman. Like there's gender discrimination. I'm Hispanic. I've, I've walked through it. And, you know, just looking even out there and seeing, like, man, there's true racial injustice that's going on. But I really believe we're in a hinge of time of the Word of the Lord. God is, is, is on the move. And He's asking us as a bride. I look at Joel 1 and 2. And He really comes. And He says to the priest. And He says to, to the bride in that hour, Would you lament? Would you weep? Would you put on sackcloth? Would you mourn? And I feel like that very question is being asked to us right now as the church. Like would we weep with what he weeps for? Would we mourn? Would we make ourselves uncomfortable? And and I and I and I see it. I see it in in in, in Luke when he says like blessed are you who weep because you will laugh. There will be a moment that will come where you will laugh. But in order for you to laugh, you must weep. And I know that's really uncomfortable for us. And we want to just, you know, it's like a culture thing. Like culturally, we've been trained, especially me. I'm Hispanic. Like I was trained like, listen, life is hard. And then you go with Jesus and it'll be great. Like you suck it up, you get up and you keep going. And I just want to say, that is not what is written here. That is not the Father's heart. If he's saying, if Jesus is saying, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted, then there's an importance on the mourning. There's an importance on the weeping. And then I look at Jeremiah's life and I see his insignificance. Like he's saying, how am I going to speak? I'm only, I'm a young boy. Like, how am I going to do this? And the Lord says, do not be afraid, Jeremiah. I will put my words on your lips. And I just want to say this to you. Like, you may be feeling like, what am I going to say? What do I have to bring? And if you would go into the secret place and you would bow your knee and you would begin to get a heart for those who are in pain, for those who are hurt, you'd be amazed with what you're going to find in that place with the Lord. And the Lord is going to put his words on your mouth. And I do believe that we are walking into one of the greatest revivals we've ever seen. I believe that as we step out of our comfort in the place of prayer, and as we step out of comfort, even in what we do and become the hands and feet of Jesus, we are about to see the harvest. We are about to see it on the streets. And so I look at, you know, I I want us to go to Jeremiah 9. And this is really a call that Jeremiah is doing in this hour to the women. And I just want to talk to the women for a little bit, you know, because I, I have two girls. I love women. And he's not just saying it to the women, but he's really talking in this hour of taking up weeping and wailing and lamenting in the wilderness. And then he says in, in, in Jeremiah 9, 17, he says, consider and call for the mourning women to come. Send for the skillful women to come. Let them make haste and raise a wailing over us, that our eyes may run down with tears and our eyelids flow with water. For a sound of wailing is heard from Zion. How we are ruined. We are utterly shamed because we have left the land, because they have cast down our dwellings. And then it says, Hear, O women, the word of the Lord, and let your ear receive the word of his mouth. Teach to your daughters a lament. And each to her neighbor a dirge. I just want to say this: like, I want to invite you, even now, where we're at. Like, would we invite the wailings? Would we invite the deep mornings? You know, I just, I, I I'm, I'm so in the fear of the Lord right now about moving on. I'm so in the fear of the Lord right now about saying, yeah, there's a greater narrative, and it's Jesus. And he's coming, and he's returning. But I look at Matthew 24, and I look at when Jesus begins to speak about what will come. And he says the nations will come, and they will be against one another. He's saying the love of many will grow cold because of lawlessness. And I'm looking on the earth right now, and I'm saying, man, we are in an uproar. The nations are divided. Like, lawlessness is right outside. And what I'm concerned about is love. Why? Because I look at 1 Corinthians, and I look at the message that Jesus said, and and he's concerned about the love of many that will grow cold. And I don't know about you, but I'm so convicted I don't want to grow cold in this hour. I want to partner with this man, Jesus. And his heart and his eyes are full of mercy and compassion. I look at the narrative of Jesus and I look at the story of this man who I so follow and who I so love. And I look that he went, even on John 4, he goes up to Samaria. Where Jews and Samaritans weren't supposed to be together. And he goes for one woman, a Samaritan woman who was broken. And he goes to that well to meet with her. And he shows himself and he reveals himself as Messiah. And this is the woman that goes out to all of Samaria, the first woman evangelist that we see goes out and wins all of Samaria because she has an encounter with this man who is full of compassion and full of love. There is nothing cold about Jesus. And I'm just saying, man, if we are a picture of the church and we are choosing to follow him, to pick up our cross, to deny ourselves, then it's an hour for us to get really real with where we are. And it's, it's an hour where we have to invite him into those places that have grown cold in our lives. And I, I really believe that as we choose to repent, you know, Second Chronicles says that if we humble ourselves and we repent and we turn from our wickedness, he's going to come and heal our land. And I just feel like, man, as a church, we need to take responsibility. We need to take responsibility for what we're seeing. And I just want to invite you. You know, I, I, I felt like we needed to, to really end with the words of, of Jesus. And I look at, at, at 1 Corinthians 13. You know, if we could just go there real quick. And give me a second, guys. I, like, literally have my Bible out here. But we're looking at 1 Corinthians 13. And it says this, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. And it says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. And you know, I, I look at this, and it says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. And we have a picture of love. And his name is Jesus. This man that we follow is love. And and I, and I think about what, what is being said here. And it, and it says love is patient and love is kind. And I even want to say this to you. Like, man, if you're you're feeling like i haven 't really met people where they are you know i 'm even upset i'm i'm angry and and I just want to say like there's mercy for you, like there was for me, like I just felt wrapped in mercy and and I felt Jesus tell me, I see your lack, I see your weakness, I see you, but I want to meet you there and I, and I just I even want to speak to you right now, like if you've been lacking and if you've felt like, man I, I want to respond, but I, I don't even know how i don't I don't know how to how to connect i don't know like I've just grown so dull, you know it's such an in- crazy hour right now I mean we're walking out of you know quarantine and now we're in curfew and and you know our city is just. The city of L.A. is, is you know, in, in, in fire and it's, it's just crazy, and ruins. And we look at there and we can, in our hearts, judge or, or in our hearts be critical. And we, we, we don't find what Jesus is asking us to see. He's saying, look at the pain. Look at what it really is and we and we need to be able to go there we need to be able to be his hands to be his feet and i I think about james 1 and how how the how james speaks about the importance of not being so quick to speak but to listen and in this hour i just want to challenge you would you make room to listen would you make room to sit with those who are in pain? Would you make room to go out there? And you know, my husband, he's so amazing, guys. He's like, you know, telling me like, I just need to get out there. Like, I just wanna pick up trash. Like, I just wanna pray for people. And I, you know, in my heart, I'm thinking like, I don't know if that's really safe, (laughs) but I never followed Jesus
1: for safety. I followed Jesus because I saw mercy in his eyes and I know it risks my life and I know it makes me uncomfortable but there's no greater narrative than this man Jesus and he's asking of us will you get uncomfortable? Will you wail? Will you mourn?
0: Will you connect with what he loves and what does he love? he loves humanity he loves us these
1: weak and feeble people he loves us and i just want to say like i i just want to repent i just want to say i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry for our luck I'm sorry that we've seen things and I think about the Samaritan. I think about so many that passed them by. So many that saw him hurting and didn't stop. I don't want to be that. I refuse to think that America will be that. I believe that this is the hour where America will fall on its knees and it'll weep and it'll mourn and it'll wail because we're going to connect with the heart of Jesus. I just want to invite you where you are. Would you put your hand in your heart? Or would you say, Jesus, in my heart? Jesus, awaken us. Jesus, awaken California. Jesus, awaken America. That we would not fall asleep in this hour. That we would not grow passive, God. That we would respond in love. Oh, Jesus. I know that you're you're in the midst of it all, and our eyes are set on you. You're interceding even now for the nations of the earth, for your inheritance, God. Your inheritance is the nations, and we partner with your heart.
0: Jesus, we say, God, would you be known in this hour God, we say, we say yes to being the hands and feet. Guys, I just see him coming over your homes and just touching you. He's just coming in and he's walking in. He's walking in the home and he's touching your hearts. And he's giving you assignments in this hour. And for some of you, it'll be just standing there, sitting there and wailing and praying. And for some of you, it'll be a response of going out there in action. And for us mothers, it's it's time for us to teach our children. We have to teach the next generation. If we want to see something different, we got to do it different. We, We have to do this. We have to do the Word. But I want you to be so encouraged. There is so much hope in Jesus. There is so much hope in Him. He's turning it around. He's turning it around, because He's coming back, and He's coming back for a bride who is made ready. We gotta make ourselves ready.
1: Yeah, Jesus, we love you, God.
0: Father, we just pray right now for the city of Los Angeles. Father we ask, Lord, that we would abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Father, that you would awaken Los Angeles to abide in you. Father, we ask, would you command angels over our city, the city of angels, God? Would you release angels in this hour? Command angels over us, God that we would be carriers of peace, that we would carry peace into places of conflict and crisis. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Just invite you there where you are. Would you just begin to worship him? Just worship Jesus, just say thank you. Thank you that you meet me in my weakness. you that you do not discard me that you love me that you embrace my weakness that you love me god holy spirit help me to love holy
1: spirit help me to love thank you jesus